0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the final two podcast. Today, we have a very
1: special guest, and welcome Franciel. What's up, Lolo? Lo? How you doing, Low? How you doing?
2: I'm good. I'm just in quarantine, trying to figure this stuff out. The
1: world is crazy right now. It's like, crazy, crazy, man. How, how was the, could I ask you a question right off the bat? How was virtual graduation, all this stuff? How was that? It
2: was weird. <laughs> I mean, I appreciate um, the attempt honoring us for graduation but it was weird you know how did
1: they run it up how'd they do it I don't it was
2: it we had a little bit of a commencement speech in the beginning and then they actually allowed like a handful not a handful I guess whoever um mm. sent videos in to like speak on you know their accomplishments and what this year meant to them and as that played on like a slide on one side they like listed off the names and it just kind of scrolled as Very fast. Talk, it which was a little bit weird, and I'm not gonna lie. I miss my name being called on accident.
1: <laughs> oh God! Man, I, my man.
2: dad got it. My dad got it at home, but I miss it. And it was actually really funny, but. Oh man! Weird. Man, I mean, tough.
0: would you have wanted like what would you have done like say like they asked you like what to do for the virtual like or like graduation because like well, that's oh, the no, thing.
2: there. I mean, you can't have it, obviously, and then there's oh, nothing. There's no way that everybody's gonna sit through, you know, like a online three hour commencement, you know what I mean? So I really do think they did the best job that they could have. It's just like under the circumstances, it's like, it's difficult. I have friends who didn't even have that. They just pushed their graduation to August and they said, okay, you guys can come back in the fall or in the summer, we'll Mm -hmm. do a graduation, which I feel like is a little bit more problematic considering, you know, so many people from our university are from like everywhere. Exactly,
0: plus like you go straight into work too. Like that would, it would be conflicting with schedule. yeah
2: they told us we can come back in I think in the fall and um or in the winter graduation next year something like that sometime next year but
1: oh they have another graduation really yeah
2: well I don't know if they're gonna have a separate one for us or if we can join like the first graduation of next year if that makes sense Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. I heard
0: that possibility
2: so I can understand for people like if it's really important but I'm most likely gonna try and get another degree so hopefully I'll have another graduation coming up mm,
1: so you don't really you didn't really care much that there yeah really... like
2: at first at first it was super emotional because it's like geez like I went to school for four years you know this is about to be like the best day of my life you know and then I know. it's canceled everything's canceled and I think there's a certain process like psychological process that you go through when you're leaving school you have time to say bye to your friends time to move out Time to adapt and understand that this huge portion of your life you're moving on from. And all of this happened for us within a week. You know, I was on the road, I was at a playoff game on the court. They're like, Your season's over. So I'm like on the bus in tears, and we get back, and they're like, Actually, move out of your room and go home. So at that point, nobody knew, Are we going to come back? Are we going to say goodbye? So it was just kind of, it was bittersweet because everybody was like, Oh my gosh, yeah, let's like summer break is starting you know so everybody was excited but at the same time I was a little bit more mature in the fact that I was like well if I say bye to you now am I going to see you a couple months from now you know what I mean because I don't know where my life and my journey is going to take me to end up back in New Jersey but you know it was it was very interesting and I'm at an okay place with it now but I definitely feel for everybody even high school seniors and stuff that had to go through that because it was it was tough. It was a tough experience.
1: Nah, it's crazy you talk about the journey and talk to me about senior year, your senior year, hanging up the you know, your division one basketball players basically your last year. How was that? The whole ride, the senior year, how was
2: that?
0: Yeah. And You had a crazy comeback story too. So well, I'd love she, to hear. She went it. off. She did her mm-hmm. thing this
1: year.
2: Yeah, so senior year was definitely um, I would say it wrapped up a very interesting four years for me. Um, our season ended super well. We actually finished third in our conference, which was the best we've done in a really long time, which was really cool. Um, we had a pretty big upset against Mount St. Mary's in the playoffs. That was number. you went that off. Yeah. That feeling. With
0: that off. feeling. Come on now. <laughs> you went off. 40 points? How much was it? it was I know. 40? I had
2: 33. Oh 33?
0: It looked like 40. Oh, my God. Oh I my. literally Killed feel it. like I
2: was unconscious that game, but honestly, like... The, the whole season I feel like led up to that moment you know we worked so hard we got a new coach this year um who's amazing incredible, mm-hmm.
0: incredible
2: she's so great um but yeah like my senior season um, I'll start from a little bit in the beginning I came in as a freshman you know under Coach Pete Zanella who I love um and we we worked hard and I had, we had pretty good teams uh, my freshman sophomore junior year but it just it didn't really click for us so they chose to go a different route and um, he ended up leaving us. He went to Seton Hall, which is pretty cool for him. But they brought in Coach Ange, who completely transformed our program, which was incredible. You know, it yeah, was tough too. at first. You know, it was completely different speed, different stuff going on. But um, it, we had a little bit of a rough start. I think we lost our first like 10, 12 games, which was which was hard. It might be less than that. I'm not exactly sure. Um, you know, I started off with a concussion. I missed my first five or six games, and I was super, you know, disheartened by that because, you know, it's your senior year, whether you're in high school, college, whatever, you're like, let's go, this is it. You know, you're Facts. all ready, you train all summer, all spring, whatever, and then I had this concussion, and I was super limited, couldn't do anything. Um, I came back and, you know, I – Went take, off. Well, you take five, six games off, you, there's a little bit of a learning curve <laughs> when you come back. Yeah. So yeah. it took Especially a little a new coach yeah yeah so I couldn't come back in and just do exactly what I wanted to do right away so there was a little bit of a learning curve there and we we battled people in playoffs and or in conference and we did pretty good and then in the end it just felt like kind of like a Cinderella story with everything we had happened to us injuries new coach you know um getting ranked ninth in the preseason polls and then we come out and we get third and then It just kind of it crushed our spirits you know that we're going to playoffs we're headed to playoffs and then you know they shut us down but it was a very very interesting process and definitely a learning and growing experience um year and as a whole for me um I think I developed more as a person than as a player which in turn helped you know make my game or take my game to another level you know that I that I can say that my freshman year I wasn't you know at the at the place mentally that I was at my senior year and mm-hmm. I don't think people talk about you know how big like your your head space is in any athletics any sports anything in general you know they, I know they stress it for like golf you know but especially in basketball like you ha- you have to be in the right space and I think that you know my relationship with my head coach that I have now and just um you know, some of the tools that I use and some of the things that I learned from my freshman year helped me get to that space. But sometimes I wish, like, I could just have been there my freshman year, and I would have, you know, I don't like to think, like, oh, I should have, would have, could have, but I think that if you can go into college with some tools and some, you know, wisdom from me, if I could, if I could tell somebody, you know, it's part of my experience, maybe. Like, tell <laughs>
1: you yourself your freshman <laughs> year something.
2: Yeah, if for I could sure, tell myself, sure in my senior year in high school if I could tell my little sister who's about to be a senior and wants to play collegiate volleyball you know there's just so many things that you can say to a young person and just hope that they listen to make the experience so much easier because there's so much that you just don't like
1: you don't know what you're getting yourself into it's like a whole new world you're getting yourself into that you don't understand I feel like you're really adding to that and how did that feeling of a new coach your senior year how did that feeling how did that? Did that do any? Were you a little nervous at first when you hear a new coach? My senior yeah. year, like you know.
2: Yeah, I was like, okay, well, unless I get hurt or something crazy happens, this is my last year of eligibility. This is like, this is it for me. So you know, our our my old coach got fired and our whole coaching staff, you know, got let go, and it was it was hard because all of us were terrified. We're like, oh my gosh, this could go so many different directions you know what I mean there's horror stories of people getting new coaches and you know getting kicked off the team or getting let go or you know the coach just completely not wanting anybody because those aren't his or her or her um, you know recruits so we got so 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 lucky with coach Ange and at first like I said it was like there was a learning curve you know she coaches completely. of course there's always this yeah so it was, it was completely different at first but you know, of course I was scared, but at, at one point, you know, and this is something that I've learned, um, you can't change, you know, what happens in life and you can't change what happens you to can. you and things are always going to happen. All you can really have control over, um, you know, is your reaction. So as a senior and, you know, at the time I was a junior, you know, the seniors were enjoying their spring and still there and we got a new coach and as a senior, I think, and multiple seniors on our team, we had a handful, um, we decided, you know, as a group, like, you know, we don't have a choice. We got to come in. We have to, you know, love and respect that whoever comes in and wants to transform our program. And I think that the sooner we bought in, Hmm. the sooner. The easier it was
1: going to be to transition. Yeah.
2: I mean, because at first it it was, she had us, you can ask her, she had us running crazy amounts of sprints, like, Doing stuff, doing things that my body, like, had never done in my life. And as a senior, I'm like, geez, like, I got to this point, and I didn't do this stuff. I don't know why I need to do it now. Like, this is so extra. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I think that At the point when I, when I realized, like, all right, she's not changing, you know, and she mm-hmm. comes from a long line of success. So, you know, we had to look at that, and we had to trust in her and, like, blindly have faith in her as her first year coach, being a head coach, she was learning too. But you know, we had to trust in that, and I think that you know, when when you're go- when you're growing like that with a group of people, especially my team and my coach, and you're all starting at nothing, and yeah. nobody expects anything from you. I think it it makes it that much easier, you know, because you have nothing to lose.
1: It's like you're the underdog, right? You're always <laughs> trying to compete, trying to learn every day more and more, and that's just that's yeah, just it was one- a
2: super cool experience and. You know, that's why I will recommend athletics to anybody because it will transform you and put you through things that, you know, four years of college does not do to, you know, the average person, I don't think. And there's much stuff that all of us have learned from that kind of stuff. You know what I mean?
1: And I vouch for that. I feel like sports really changes you. It really prepares you for life before because sports is always a competition. You're always competing, especially basketball. Oh, my God. You guys are always head-to-head with someone. And baseball is a little different because you have a team. Yeah. Like, you have to wait, and there's a lot of waiting period, but you guys go head-to-head with a person, face-to-face. So that competitiveness, what would you say? I mean
2: – No, yeah, like, even our practices. Our practices were so competitive this year, mm-hmm. and naturally, I am not, like, a super competitive person. Like, I would say I'm for – I'm definitely more on, like, the timid end. Like, when I was younger, mm-hmm. I was, like – I would flinch, like, when the ball would come at me. Like, I was never trying to, like, hit somebody in the post or whatever. So she came in right away and instilled this, you know, this competitive mindset that it's not okay to lose ever in any aspect of your life that if you can give a hundred percent and you know, you gave a hundred percent, then it's okay. If you know the, not the best happens to you, but unless you give a hundred percent, like you can't, you can never, ever, ever be okay with losing. And even if you do, you know, it's, it's hard. So I would say even with that, you know, that just a year or however many months we spent with her that alone, you know, transcended into my normal life. You know what I mean? Like I had my first internship last summer you told know, me. while I was, while she was doing um, our, our summer session. Like I was doing my internship um, six it like I would have workouts at 6am go to my internship nine to five after go back to the school, shoot, get shots up. You know what I mean? I was like doing double time and that whole time I, I was probably complaining to be honest but now I look back, i'm like you know this you mindset. miss it it's
1: like you miss it yeah. you must have been exhausted oh my Both god that.
2: crazy. i really genuinely i don't know how i did it looking back now but knowing that i had that you know and at the time that was when i i really had that mindset and i was like you know what something Let's clicked see, right you know was this it something really clicked? sucks yeah but like, i wake up at 6 a.m nobody's up in the summer in June, July, 6am. And I'm getting work done. I'm, you know, getting shots up, sprints, drills, whatever. Then I go to work and work on my career and a professionally, you know, to professional, like just to be a professional, you know, and not a lot of people do that at our age, especially in athletics.
1: And you're getting an accounting degree. It's not like you're getting a regular degree. You're getting an accounting degree. It's a lot of hard work.
2: Yeah, it was tough. So, I think that, you know, that competitiveness helped me in my job. It helped me, you know, I was supposed to do a six week internship. You know, they said, you know, we love what you're doing. We love your work ethic. We love your, you know, personality come work for 12 weeks. So I was ecstatic about that too. So I'm just like, okay, maybe this mindset thing that I have and this personal growth and development can help mm. me in other ways. You know I mean? And that's kind of what, what is, what has been clicking with me lately because it's all, it's all mental all
0: mental. It's everything. all mental. <laughs> sure and I love that you take that too like you know you're taking the aspects from basketball and bringing it to your like your actual career like how you were talking about it. So I want to talk about you know beginning of the year again your comeback story you guys are like I think it was 0-6 mm-hmm. like six games in a row you guys lost.
2: Yeah. But
0: again you talk about that mentality how were you guys able to maintain that strong working mentality and to really flip the switch and become successful in the season.
2: Yeah, like I said, it was tough. And there, I'm not going to lie to you, I'm going to be completely honest, and I'm going to say there were times when me personally, a handful of us, us as a team, felt completely defeated. And when you go out there and, you know, you're playing these teams and you're losing, and none of us all, like if you think about it, individual and athletics, you're getting the cream of the crop in high school um, environments, and high school mm. teams, you know what I mean? Everybody yep, the best everybody of the best. Everybody want to say championship, everybody who's player of the year, everybody who's MVP, thousand point scores, that kind of stuff. So you're taking winning players and somebody's got to lose those games. You know what I mean? So unfortunately it was us. And we're at, we were at a point where a lot of our morales were low and, you know, people talk about, you know, what's the point? Why are we doing this? We're losing. Like we go to practice and it's, we work hard every day. And we had team meetings and we talked about it. And I think that that's also important to do is, be a collective with your team and be a united front. And we talked about it and it's like, we came to the consensus that, you know, whether we like what's going on right now, whether, you know, we're struggling and having a really hard time, like, we know how hard we're working. We all know that we've never, ever worked this hard mentally, physically, emotionally together as a team, you know, this has got to click, like something has got to click. And that's whenever I will coin Joel Embiid's phrase, you got to trust the process. Yes. I think yes. that's what we did. 100%. That's what we had to do. And, you know, but if you look at the, if you really look at those games, um, they weren't blowouts. We weren't getting killed. Very close by, games. Mm-hmm. We weren't getting killed by 30, 40, whatever. We were playing good basketball. And the thing, the thing about it was, you know when we're walking off the court and we're shaking hands and we're upset, we're like, you know, screw this, like we just lost. The coaches are are speaking to our head coach and they're like, listen, you know, you guys just lost that game, but this is a completely different FDU than what we've seen in the past and what, you know, just in many aspects and a lot of it is just how hard we worked and how hard we could see we wanted. I mean, you guys saw us play prior years to this year? Like, do you think that you could see a difference?
1: Huge difference. Huge, Huge difference. difference. Huge difference. Huge difference. Did you watch The Last Dance by any chance? Of course. How, how did that relate to you? How did you take that? Because, I mean, we've actually almost everyone on the show who's come here just yeah. The Last Dance, just that competitive drive. I feel like it's exactly what you're talking about. What Michael Jordan did, it's like whatever mm-hmm. it takes to win.
2: It got me. It, I was in my feels. I was watching it, and I had tears <laughs> in my eyes because I'm like, man, I have no more eligibility, and I want to take this, like, feeling that I have, and go out on the court, and, like, mess somebody up, you know what I mean, like, I just (laughs) want to do that, because I see, I see his drive, and he's, like, you know, like, there's funny, like, memes and stuff out there that are, like, people, like, I saw a meme the other day, that was, like, somebody, somebody in the crowd, or, like, somebody that Michael Jordan saw, like, before a game, was, like, good luck, and he was, like, I'm gonna take that personally, like I'm. Gonna yeah, <laughs> so, he had so that funny.
0: killer mentality. Here.
2: It's so funny to like to see that and laugh, but really, like that is that's what he embodied and that's how he was. And even all the other players that they talked about on the show, and it's just like so cool to see that and you know to see them honor him and so many other people. You know, Scottie Pippen, like incredible. Just like these people that you know, like a lot of people in our generation. If you don't know basketball, if you're not super big fan you don't know these names you know here they're like household names to us but like it was just i loved it i loved everything about it and there were so many takeaways you can get from it. but i will just say that i wish i had time months on the court one,
1: one thing i took was like the old gen break coming to the new gen it's like when you have the og talking to you like yo like this is what yeah. we used to do type of thing and it's just crazy where did you find that inspiration because i know my inspiration my whole life was you know i kind of always was behind the ball I came here as an immigrant always my whole life I was just chasing to, you know better myself what inspiration did you take something that clicked like I'm gonna make it to division one sports like when was that for you
2: well I mean I that's kind of an interesting question because that's something that I I will admit I have struggled with finding you know my why and I think that a lot of people have such a clear um, reason as to what they do what they do but you know, I started off when I was younger. You know, I lived in so many different places. I was—I'll tell you a little bit more about myself. I was born in Houston, Texas. Mm. Not a lot of people know no, that. Texas girl. Yeah,
0: just for oh, a little bit though. Yeah. And
2: then, you know, I moved to California. My dad had a job that, you know, just had us moving a lot. Um, moved to California for a little bit. Moved to the Philippines for two years from the Philippines. Wow. To Frederick, Maryland, and there, you know, my parents got separated, and then we moved to. Garrett County, which you, I doubt anybody could locate on a map if they, you know, <laughs> from here. And I'm from the smallest <laughs> town in America. You've got to play your own city. <laughs> here. Yeah, no, I love it. Like, I, love, I love everything about it here because, you know, this is my home and this is where I, you know, grew up. But it's, it's interesting. And mm-hmm. I came here as one of maybe six or seven black people in the county or in the town at the time, which was extremely interesting um, and I started playing sports and I was never you know su- I, I started basketball when I was in my like 34th grade but I never was like super super driven you know what I mean and then yeah here and I played a little bit in middle school I moved middle schools you know came here to high school and I, I came to Southern Garrett High School and you know their basketball program was pretty good They they didn't win like they didn't go to states and win every state tournament every year but you know it was a it was a really good program and you know I will you know shout out my head coach Danny Bosley he's incredible he's absolutely incredible um he kind of took me under his wing in what eighth grade I look at it now as an eighth grader and he saw potential in me and was like you know what I see what you're doing and I want to like train you and he was that OG for me that was like let that me, OG,
1: that let OG me, talk is right, different. Let me, let me, let me show interest. you this,
2: this post talk. Let me get you in the post and show you how to pick and roll. Stuff Man. that I didn't even know anything about. You know what Man. I mean? So he kind of brought that passion to me and kind of got me out on the court. And, you know, I was going to open gyms every morning at 13, 12, 12, 13 years old from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. You know what I mean? And you don't see that a lot today. Like a lot of kids aren't super involved like that. But I got my – my passion and stuff just kind of from repetition and falling in love with the game. You know what I mean? Um, mm, but yeah, so my high school, um, my high school wasn't super successful and it was me and there was my eighth grade team, you know, champions, undefeated. <laughs> 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 yes, that's, that's the best. <laughs> we, got school, we got to high school and we made it happen. And a couple years later, you got four Trips to the state tournament—that's never happened. I won a state championship my junior year, and I completely, Mm. completely transformed what basketball was in this town and this county. You know what I mean? Let alone the fact that you have a biracial young woman on the court in a county that you don't see a black person for weeks unless you look in the shadows. You know what I mean? Like, which was very interesting. And I like—I've been thinking about this a lot, especially with everything that's going on now. And
1: um, you mean an inspirational video. Oh, my God. I have, so I have so much to say. so
2: much to say. Me in high school, you know, I think that not only did I do something for the sports teams and for our program and for my coach and for my teammates, you know what I mean? but
1: For the community.
2: It's something for my community to mm. look at. And, you know, I, I would never talk down on anybody and say, anybody is better than anybody else. But there are a lot of small-minded people here and a lot of people that don't know any better and we're just generationally raised into ignorance and not understanding race and culture and different types of people. So I think that me coming me coming there and being raised by my mom and my dad, you know, my dad is from Haiti. He moved here from Haiti when he was 18 years old and my mom's from Vegas. She's white, you know, she's <laughs> lived everywhere, you know what I mean? Like she predominantly raised me here but I was never raised to hate anybody or even hate somebody that hated me, and that's like, that's the tea because I was here and there were people, (laughs) there were people here who, you know, were looking at me a little funny, like, who's this on our court? Who's this in our in our uniform in our jersey? You know, and I always had a smile on my face. I was always respectful, always, you know, was nice to people, and that challenged the ideals of my community because I think that that's something they're not used
1: to and they were never 100%. there's no better there's no better feeling than bringing like a like a championship to your town because I remember coming up as a freshman I said this in the first episode was that I remember I was a freshman so I'm like 13 or 14 years old and I'm playing with these 18 19 year olds a freshman and a lot of like a lot of people would scream out the Derek Jeter there wasn't no racial slurs I'll be honest but it was like the Derek Jeter the thing and it was it was a difficult thing but then our senior year we end up winning uh what is it? Um, the league came almost like, got to like the third round in Oak County, something our team's never done in a while. It was a yeah. really dope experience to achieve that. And I feel like you're adding to that it was like, how, that feeling is just, you just can really change add, too. Uh, bring a change. Bring in the change. That's how you bring change in the community, how sports could really change a community.
2: Yeah, completely. Especially because here, it's, farmland like it's like there's absolutely there's nothing to do so you know we have a friday night basketball game and if you're not there who are where are you allow <laughs> <laughs> our gym would be sold out everybody would go it was one of the coolest experiences ever because high school basketball was it was our thing like everybody loved it so my jerseys you know hung up in the walmarts the play restaurants and stuff so people know who i am here but that's why it's so for me to use this platform and use my my entrance into this, you know, very unique and um, specific area, you know, to try and, you know, spread positive word. And I've had people reach out to me um, recently saying, you know, you challenge my initial beliefs on, you know, what black people are and what, you know, people of different cultures and people coming from out of state are. And people here, you know, like I said, are people, there's some small minded individuals who don't know any better. And people are reaching out and thanking me and saying, you know what, you opened my eyes to be able to, you know, say, you know what, maybe the way I was raised, thinking that all black people are bad and all black people are criminals and that kind of stuff can be challenged because you are an awesome individual. And you know, that that to me is like enough of a mark, you know, whatever with the state championships, whatever with the you're a role
1: model in that community, that yeah, kind okay. of
2: stuff, I like to be able to say that at least one person, I influenced their life and, you know, their Oof. kid's life to come. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: There's no better feeling than that. You know how many kids reach out to me? I mean, a couple of kids from my, uh, my first town, Copac, New York, where I saw my boys, my like closest friends are from there too. And it's like, you know, these kids just reach out to me like, Ali, like, I'm going to let you know, like you're one of my biggest creation. Like I want to be just like you. And it's just, a cool feeling, because you're like, you know, I'm not an MOB, I'm not nothing special, but the fact mm-hmm. that someone can reach out and tell you that, especially with this podcast, it's so many people are reaching out, saying like, you know, it's inspirational just to hear these things, it's not for everyone, I understand that we're not perfect, but it's just dope to hear that, especially with you, like, you're basically a role model in your community, like, you just said you're a Walmart, that feeling you have, I know where to go not to get a discount, I'm friends with Lauren, like, you know saying, so, <laughs> You know what I mean, like yeah. And that's
0: the thing, really? like people need to understand is that certain people just want to use their platforms for the better good. You know, it's not about just endorsing yourself. You know, obviously you had a highly successful time in your high school, as well as you know winning the championship. But when you transitioned, you kind of learn all those aspects that you accomplished in the past, and you try to teach to the youth. And like likewise, you know, I might not be a, a you know a sport an athlete myself, but You know, I come from a small town and I chose FDU, which was not known at all. Everyone was like, why would you go to FDU? Might as well go to Rutgers or a big name school. But nevertheless, you know, like I use that platform and all you have to do is put in the hard work and make a difference. And, you know, that's how you educate people. You know, it's not about going to big name stuff or like you said, like, you know, hearing people say like, you know, all those bad things about, you know, like African-Americans, you know, you have to. So you have to educate yourself and that's the whole mm. point right now like people are not educating themselves like i'm a white i'm a white man and you know i might not experience you know what african americans have gone through with the police or in their lives in general but nevertheless i'm here and i'm here to learn and i'm here to stand with you and that's what people need to understand even that's you know, huge, my Sam. skin yeah that's and if
2: huge. everybody had that attitude and mindset and ability to listen to those around them, I swear on everything, it would be a completely different situation. You know what I mean? There's just so many people that have their opinions and think like, oh, well, you know, I know I could assume what it's like or what you feel. So you should just feel like this or you should react in this way or in that way. And what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna tell you, you can't, like, you can't can't tell me what I've gone through. You can't tell me you understand because you don't. But the best thing that people who don't get it can do right now is listen. Exactly. And, you know use what they're they're learning and you know their education and you know their resources and be an advocate for other people and be able to speak to their own people and say you know what hey guys like, we have no clue you know what I mean and mm-hmm. you know it is it's our job to do this that and the third so you know I just I just feel like it's so huge that People listen right now. It's, it's, for sure. it's
1: one thing, Lauren. You got twenty thousand followers on know social how, media. Know how that like happened. that's insane <laughs> to me how you have that many followers. Just the fact that when you put up that video, it was just like wow, like people will listen to this.
0: Exactly. For viewers that don't know, you know, Lauren made a very, you know, huge like message on her, you know, platform, on her account. Beautiful. And, you know, Beautiful. thousands of people viewed it and like I myself, Ollie, you know, we watched it and we were I
1: sent I, it to my friends.
0: It was a powerful message. Sure. I mean, go to talk about like what like really made you like drove you to make that message rather than just sit back and watch everything explode on media
2: yeah so i mean like i'm sure you guys feel this is a super touchy subject right now and very touchy you know a lot of people are scared to you know talk about this and talk about Mm -hmm. how they feel inside and you know in fear that you know they're not going to be politically correct or they're Mm going to hurt somebody else's feelings or you know, maybe they didn't word something right. So their opinion comes off a different way and then they get backlash for it. You know what I mean? So a lot of people are just kind of like tiptoeing around the situation. And I, you know, I'm, I'm do I was doing the same thing and I was sitting at home and I was feeling this emotion and watching the videos, watching the, the posts and the reading stuff. And I'm, I'm like emotionally moved and I'm like, well, oh my gosh. So I'm having these conversations with my friends. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I am from a predominantly white community, so a lot of my friends, a lot of the people in my corner are white, so it's not, it wasn't necessarily a conversation that I was, you know, excited or, you know, was anticipating to happen, and they know that it was a touchy subject to bring up to me, so it was just kind of like, oh, you heard about this? Yeah, and then nobody would really want to, like, talk, about, talk it. about it. So my best friend, um, we were having a conversation, and she was like, you know what, like, I love you. And you know, you know where my heart is. And I want to tell you that like, as a white woman with black friends living in this area, like she goes to WVU. So it's a little bit different. She has a little bit more cultural diversity, but she's like, I don't know what I can do. I don't know what I can say. I don't know what the right thing to say is. I don't know what you guys want from us. I don't know, I don't know how to help, but my heart is there. So my, my heart's there and I want people to see that and it's genuine, and I, I want to know what I can do, or you know what I mean, so I'm like, geez, like, like, I have certain feelings on that, and like I said, about listening, and how that's so big right now, that a lot of people aren't doing, Um, and I was like, you know what, I have this platform, I have all of these emotions, and I'm, like, I would say, I'm, I'm okay at speaking, you know, I can talk to people, I can no, you're an amazing public talk.
1: speaker for someone I'm so for shy. Sure. You're really good I'm, at projecting I'm, the I way know you how feel. No, to project the
2: message for sure.
1: You're really good. You're good, really good public speaker. I don't know how many times I say really, but <laughs> <laughs> you're a good public speaker. Um, but
2: yeah, so I was like, you know what? I have this platform. I have, I have this very unique situation living in this area. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's a lot of people who don't get it here who get me and they know mm. me and they love me and they watched me for years grow from a kid to an adult who I am now, oh. they followed me in college. So if I, if there's anything I can do, Reach. To speak out and to, and if they will listen to me yeah. of all people, you know what I mean? I mm. think there's a chance that even if I can get into somebody's head and change mm. something that somebody's feeling or, you know, make somebody feel a little bit better or heard, because there's so many voices that aren't heard right now. And a lot of people feel like, you know, you can take this to voting, you can take this to anything. A lot of people feel like their individual, um, you know, attempts aren't, aren't noted. Like nothing, you know, a lot of people say it all the time. Like, well, shit, if I, if I do this, if I say something, if I post something, what does it matter there's hundreds just, of thousands or millions of people out there that's what
1: people don't understand no. it's, exactly it's right. just everyone's different it's everyone's different i feel like i realized that especially when i got to college because i'm over here my crazy alley coming in i'm thinking oh like you know what's up everybody's gonna <laughs> like me and i realized like oh hold up there's a lot of people way more different than i am and i'm getting judged you know what i mean it was yeah. like oh hold up i gotta like learn how to deal with certain people a certain way yeah one of those things where it's like what you're saying it's influencing people and bringing out like I'm not scared to say how I feel like I'm not bashing anybody yeah respectively and that's exactly what you did in that video so oh my god that was amazing I love it I
2: hope I hope that I I got a lot of positive you know messages back and people you know that said wow like I knew you in high school and I kind of watched you in college but I am so thankful for watching this and seeing you grow as a person and you know, taking your time to be calm and collected and speak to people who, who have struggled let, like your voice, being an advocate mm-hmm. and using their voice. So thank you for doing that. You know, but there's obviously when using that platform, there's also going to be people that disagree and people who don't. Hundred percent. I didn't necessarily 100%. prep myself for. Um, yeah, I didn't like. I didn't think. You know, you I received a lot of hate. Thing. Say it again. You received you receive a lot that? of hate. I wouldn't say a lot, but I recently, you know, a friend sent me some messages that somebody sent to her. And I'm not Hurts. gonna see any of yeah. the, the messages the messages and some of the things that were said, but it's just like, you know, I found out a couple of days ago and it was like so just like nothing short of heartbreaking hearing that and thinking, you know, I'm I'm putting this message out, I'm doing this for good, and I'm getting so much positive feedback. And I felt so like energized and refreshed and I was like I'm doing something good and this is I all I want to do is help people mm-hmm. and then I, I read these messages and it's like mm-hmm. like some of the stuff that was said was just obviously disagreeing with what I was saying but then coming at me as a person and saying well what mm-hmm. do I know because this that and the third and they're just assuming I've never been through these experiences and they're saying how can you share this because and we're not we're not going to get into the looting and the writing and stuff but for it sure, talks sure. about that and it talks mm-hmm. about that kind of stuff. And then it was personal attacks on me and, you know, my family. And that's, that's when it, that's when it hurts, but that's even more, you know, of a reason to get my message out and to keep posting positive things and using my voice and using my, you know, articulation to be able to speak to people who don't understand. The The biggest
0: thing is like, I feel too, like you, you had every right to post that message and to even like send it across that platform because what you did was much better than obviously just staying quiet. I think right. during these times, when you stay quiet, it speaks high in volume. That's the saying we're hearing over and over. Yeah, now.
2: and I, I agree with that, but at the same time, there's something that I've been wanting to say for a long time.
1: Say it, baby, say it.
2: And, you know, I see the posts and I see people saying, oh, your silence speaks volumes and your silence is deafening, and you know, we're taking notes on, you know, your lack of, um, mm. you know, advocacy. And I completely see, and I completely see where people are coming from with that. And I know what they're trying to say, because it is important to speak up on this and to show that, you know, you are hurt by this and that as an American, as a human, these things are upsetting to you. But at the same time, I know, I know people, there's a handful of people that I know. And I can say like, you know what? I've heard you say some stuff. That is suspect, and I know how you feel. Mm-hmm. And I, again, I'm I would never judge anybody because I think that anyone can turn around and anybody, you know, can.
1: Everyone's different.
2: You know, yeah. I just I think that there there's no Can't judge yeah. helplessness or whatever to anybody. So if, if I can do something to change your mind, I'm going to try in the best way I can. But I what I don't appreciate is the like. Big like the large capacity of posts that are coming out that I can tell are disingenuine, which yeah. really bothers me because, you know, I know people are posting for clout. You know, for saying like, oh, I posted, I got, I got my free pass. You know, I, you know, like I'll post the black screen and I won't make any comment or anything under it. You know, you, exactly. Tuesday, I'll, I'll post the post to so people don't look at my Instagram and see that, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing what everybody else is doing. I'm not doing the right thing but I don't, I'm not, I'm not educated. I haven't looked into any resources. I don't know the first thing about what's going on in our news and why people's hearts are breaking. You know, all I know is what I feel, you know, what I can assume, you know, what is in my closed mind. And I can see, I can see through, you know, people's authenticity and that is kind of what bothers me. So yes, I will say that the silence speaks volumes, but at the same time, if you are choosing to speak out and to make these posts or to whatever, do it generally. Please educate yourself.
0: Exactly. Let's be Please genuine. Have
2: some sort of, you know, authentic, you know, care and emotion, because if it doesn't, if it doesn't move you, if it, if you're not posting something for, you know, out of the kindness of your heart or because you want to see a difference, I would rather you be silent. You know what I mean? I would rather, I would rather, this is a very radical statement, but I would rather somebody come out and say, you know what? I'm racist. I don't, I don't agree with this. I, Support this, that, and the third. I would rather know that that is exactly how you. You respect that more. I respect that so much more. Clearly, I have some differences of opinion with your, you know, your beliefs. But I respect that so much more than you know, bringing somebody into my home, calling somebody my friend. They're smiling in my face, and behind closed doors, you know, the conversations that they're having are no different than the other guy that came out and is posting this stuff on Facebook, talking about you know, what? how he thinks, you know, the rioting and, you know, the murder was was justified and that kind of stuff. So that, that's kind of what my two cents on that. Like, I just need people to be more genuine. And I am not going to specifically call out anybody as bad as I want to right now. But there are a lot of athletic organizations that are only posting now and that are only making these these mass statements because people are reaching out upset.
1: You know, you know, it's crazy, too, to add to what you're saying, you know, I could see that you're very passionate about it. it was
2: someone,
1: up right now. No, 100%, 100%. And I know someone who's close to me who's a, a cop, and he has a feeling like, hey, like, not all cops are mean or bad, and he's been posting things saying that, and he even posted a post, like, hey, like, you can unfollow me, you can whatever, and I swiped up, and I said, bro, I respect you, like, do that, speak your mind, because you're being genuine about it, you know? It's like, everyone has different views on different things, and you're a cop, and I can see why you feel the same way you feel. You I gotta can respect can that, that,
2: you know? I have people I'll in law enforcement, me. too, and, and I it's like, that. it's like, geez, you are, you are in a position yes. that is really different than a lot of other people, you know what I mean? And, it, you know, I'm not gonna exactly compare it, exactly. but, like, people are looking at you and judging you the same way people look at Black people and judge Black people. So yeah. now you have a little bit of a taste of what, what that feels like, mm. but at the same time, I see... I see your point and I see why, why they're hurting and I, I completely support, you know, I completely support that opinion and I don't think that all cops are bad. I and mean, I completely gross. It's just a very, it's a very interesting time and I, I can't tell them how to feel because I don't know, you know, what it feels like to wear a uniform and, you know, support what, what I'm saying, but be looked at in, in complete spite and hate and an opposite feeling. So now this is my turn to listen and to learn and educate myself on what they're doing you know what I mean and how they feel so it, it goes both ways there's so much learning and stuff so, we so can- much
1: learning to do so much learning we don't have all the answers and that's something that you're saying right now it's like just be honest with yourself like just be just be truthful with what, you, what you're you trying to say and the message you're trying to portray during these times And that's 100% true I mean we used to have these conversations we had this conversation right before the whole quarantine happened we were having a conversation about a topic around this we're not going to get really into that but we said you know hey some things are different and one of the things I'll be honest with you and I'll say it on here is a lot of people look at me like wow you're really close to the basketball team and it's for the same reason that they understand me you know it's a lot easier to connect with people that understand you it's a lot easier to to be with people who you don't feel like are judging you you know it's like hey I'm myself like I may not be perfect but this is who I am yeah it's and completely. it's just one of the things that I, I, I've realized too. after my accident I've realized I picked people to be in my life now because of that people are going to add to it, like because unfortunately I feel like racism is going to be a tough it's hard it's like I can't change how you feel and if you don't like me I'm gonna just ignore you and continue on and that's just a huge thing because
2: a lot of people like there's completely different opinions on that and some people want to make it their job to change people's minds and I will Mm -hmm. flat out say it right now I will speak out and I will say my piece to do my best but I am never going to have that argument that heated discussion to necessarily like that's going to get bad and ugly and hateful things are going to be said I will say my piece and you can listen to me or you cannot but I really think that that it's hard to find answers (laughs) it's hard to find any you know my friend my best friend you know comes to me and she's like what can i do or my i was with my friends i was hanging out with my friends when i found out about all these negative comments that were said about me and i'm visibly distraught and they're like they're my friends so they're like what can i do i'm so sorry like this shouldn't be happening you know you know trying to you know say things to make me feel better and they're like what can i do is there anything i can do and truthfully i said you know thank you for being there for me and thank you for you know listening and you know wanting to make me feel better but i don't have the answers (laughs) And a lot of people don't have
0: the answers right now. So, Like like I said before, you know, it's just, you know, people that, you know, that aren't of color, like myself, you know, they have to, again, like educate themselves, but also, you know, have conversations with people of color. So, for instance, you know, I'm sure your teams, they also do, like, team Zoom meetings, like, every weekend. And, you know, we had a very deep one um, yesterday, and we were just talking about, you know, the current events that's been going on. As well as, you know, sharing, you know, individual stories on, you know, how they were been mistreated by the you know, police force. And it was just hard. It was sad. It was just like, you know, I've never been in that situation again, like I said. But, you know, hearing their perspectives, hearing how they've gone through it, you know, it's just, it opens your mind a little bit. And you kind of understand now, like, where this pain is coming from. Yeah. And, you know, people just have to learn to, you know, accept again, I'll say it, like, the white privilege is real, you know, and you have to accept it, but nevertheless, you have to not only acknowledge it, but, you know, make a difference and give your voice, and that's what people have to do, rather than, like I said, just stay quiet, stay in one space, and not vote or something like that.
1: I think Lauren hit it on the top of the head, just educate, educate, educate know, everything exactly. in life is educate, one thing I've, I really wanted to become smart, like, this is one thing I wanted to do. I wanted to become more intellectual. I was always a jokester. I wanted to, I wanted to enhance my vocabulary, which I really think I did <laughs> a little bit. And one thing someone told me was, you got to read. And you got to read, A K educate. You know, educate yourself. And I did a lot of reading, and I've learned so much that has made me the person I am today. And it's one of the things, like, you got to educate yourself. And I think you hit that boom on the head is just that's really the answer to all this. Like, we're not, don't change. Like, whoever you are, be yourself and be truthful, but educate. Know both parties. You get what I'm saying? Like, Not be ignorant.
0: Like, this is, it, people are getting mad because, hey, you know, why Why is it Black Lives Matter? It's not all lives matter. It's because Black lives are being targeted the most, and they're being mistreated the most. They and just and have to have educate themselves.
2: This, and it's like, it's you like know what hey, I mean? here's a house that's burning down, okay? Yes. Here's a neighborhood that's... that's chill you know the vibing it's just everybody's in their house everybody's cool and barbecues and stuff here's mm. a house that's burning down this house matters but that doesn't take away from all the other houses that matter but mm. this house needs the most help right now you know it's what I mean it's and amazing. that's the easiest the most you know a plus b one plus one way of looking at it and mm. seeing that you know by saying black lives matter that does not mean Get white lives don't matter. Hispanic lives don't matter. You know what I mean? Like that's 100%. Not- It's
0: just talking about matter the feet. Most. Yeah. But you
2: should not have to include the statement "all lives matter" when you're speaking about black lives. It is not well, necessary. There's and no. Know,
1: There's a and that's what people don't understand. Exactly. You know what's, what's crazy? It's like you could sit there and hear these famous people talk, but you have here the new generation of people. Yeah. Like we will be us three right here in the Zoom call. We will be successful somehow or some way. Like we will be looked at as successful one day in our lives. And it's like, hearing this from us is huge because we are the generation that is coming up right now in the rising. We could really affect the kid in our neighborhood. We could really make be directly because someone in our neighborhood could text me right now and be like, Ali, what did you mean by that? Lauren, what did you mean by that? We could really influence people that are around us in our age group. And I think that's so huge and such, I don't know, I think you hit it again, you're just killing this because the house thing is huge. That's a I don't know. I don't
2: you know. I can see it and explain to people who, who are trying to advocate for, you know, that statement, which again, mm-hmm. I'm not going to hate on anybody's, um, anybody's opinion, but that mm-hmm. is, that's, that's a just a misinterpretation. But I do think, you know, like you said, and like I said, education is everything. You know, I've been reading, you know, quarantine has got me redoing my room, meditating, reading books. You know what I mean? Because you've never
1: done before. Ever. You know what I'm saying? You know, Ever.
2: I, I read books in high school and I did stuff for middle school and stuff, but since I've been in college, I'm like, I didn't ever sit down and, you know, try and grow as a person. You know what I mean?
1: Yes. So that, it's that, like, you know, yeah. I
2: just, I will plug one of my books I just read and it's 10 um, Things You'll Never Do Again. And in there, it talks about, you know, so many ways that you can grow as a person and you know mm. incredible things that you, you never thought of. You know what I mean? Like example, one of them is going backwards and doing something that, you know, you did before thinking that there's going to be a different you know outcome and that's the definition of insanity doing the same thing over and over again nothing happening but i think that you know part of that in itself like that one of the 10 things is like the people that are here and they're they're posting these negative things and they're trying to change people's minds and i'm not here you know my mission or my job on this earth might be different than somebody else's somebody else might want to be an advocate and argue all those people on Facebook and argue in the comments of every post, you know what I mean? And that's not necessarily what I'm going to do, but I'm saying, you know, once, once I do something to, to give you my knowledge and to try and educate you the best that I can, I am not going to go backwards and keep fighting, 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 fighting. Example. then that, sure. that, that messes with my energy and my peace. And that's something that is not being disturbed.
1: It's just, yeah. before, like, before, when this quarantine happened, right, the first two weeks I was playing a lot of video games, hanging yeah. out with my friends <laughs> over the game and stuff like that. And one day it just clicked in my head, like, what am I doing? How am I getting better? First of all, I get, like, 10 pounds sitting there on the couch. <laughs> and it's just, I'm over here, like, what am I doing? How am I getting better? How am I becoming more intellectual? And yeah. I started reading. I started looking up people, Warren Buffett and stuff like that. And to get into, like, that whole mindset thing, Warren Buffett's always said, you get one brain we get one brain your whole life and it's like you know grow it it's like an athlete it's like you want to become bigger stronger you lift weights you do this and that but what do you do for your brain what do you do for that like what are you trying to do are you exercising what are you trying to do to become better every day more and more and that's what this quarantine has taught me before this craziness has happened was like oh my god like i need to do something to take advantage of this time because we might never have ever what happened during this quarantine ever happened. Again All this lives. free time,
0: for sure. All this
1: free time? Are you serious? As an, athlete, as an athlete, when have you ever had this much free time? It's ever.
2: Deep, it's weird. Like, I'm telling you right now, it's weird. And that's why so many people have been feeling so many different emotions because I've never had – well, granted, my season ended. So, after this year, I was accepting the fact that I wasn't ever going to have practice every day, every day. You know what I mean? Yep. So – after this and now it's a whole bunch of people that are feeling like this. It's so weird because I've never had, you know, a week off. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm living like, let's go. But now we, we have months we're going on like two months with this quarantine stuff. And I was the same way as you. My, and like I said, I love, you know, advocating for mental health. That's something that's really Oof. interesting. And the first two weeks of this quarantine, I was not in a good place and I know plenty of other people that were also not in good spaces and I think just like you said you know one day you kind of wake up and you're like well shit like what did I do these last two weeks and like if this is gonna last you know if this is gonna go on for another couple months like there's only so much Netflix you can watch you know what I mean like (laughs) there's only so much you gotta do something so that's when I that's when I want to tell people whoever's listening to this or whoever's you know gonna relay this message it is not too late to get up Find a passion, read a book, do something to grow yourself intellectually as a person that is long lasting.
1: Mm. Talk to me. A
2: show will give you five minutes of your of, whatever, an hour of entertainment you know, mm. tranquility. But you can teach a man how to fish or you can give him a fish. You know what I mean?
1: Mm. 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 I felt that. You, you can do something. Repeat that to me. Repeat that, you, that to me one more time.
2: How to fish or you can give him a fish that you caught. My monitor
1: him. just went off. Both people are anymore. gonna
2: eat. Both people are gonna eat. Listen, one person, <laughs> one person will temporarily have that meal, and they're gonna enjoy themselves and whatever. Mm. The other person is gonna eat for a lifetime. So do things that you can, you, you know, you can expand on, and you can, you know, let enhance your career and this that is, kind of stuff. You know what I mean?
1: Is, you know, one thing that clicked in my head that I became like a psycho is something in my head that I have now is I don't want to be average. Oh, I either. don't want to be average. I'm. I i do not want to be average, no matter what I do in life. I have something in my head that's like I want to be successful. I want to be. I want to get to a million dollars. Like that's like I am installed in my mind. Like that is where I want to be, and I keep putting that out to the world. And it's like, man, like what am I doing to get there though? If I'm sitting here playing video games, it's cool and stuff. But what am I doing? Nothing. You're not benefiting. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. And I'll be honest with you. Like I had to. I had to basically retire from baseball, and it was difficult. I cried that day. I cried. But right there, like maybe a couple hours later, I'm like, you know
2: what? I,
1: I I got this I'm gonna find that, it
2: and the lessons and the things that you learned yes. from baseball your entire life are with you still that kind of still. stuff all that stuff is with you that's what I'm 100%. saying we need to things to develop our person and our character and things that are going to impact other people right now and it's not too late it's not that's too late bad. I will we will I will link my book list on my Instagram for anybody that wants to go look at the books that I read you know what You're I mean? Like,
1: audio book girl or you yeah. read it I like to read and I like
2: to hold it. You
1: know, I don't like the mm. a classical. Yeah, yeah. D- like me that. up. me D- up. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, sir. That's what I said, too. I had like an audio book and I didn't, I didn't like it. I just yeah. I, I, I liked it a little bit, but it's like it wasn't really making me my intellectual self that I am right now. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just kidding. But truly, I like holding it. I don't know.
2: No, yeah, he came for me, and then I can make a little stack in my room. And I'm like, Oh, I read that, 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 that.
1: Oh, it's just accomplishments. I'm so crazy. I'm taking summer classes, having an internship, and running a podcast. Like, I just don't want to be doing nothing. Likewise, I I just can't sit here and just be like, Oh, yeah, no problem. Quarantine, no problem. Like, no, if I could get out of this quarantine running, you know how much of a head start I have. Compared to the other group going like, yo, I need a couple of days to kind of get used to this. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I got to get, I'm already in front. Like, catch up, bro. Let's do this. Let's go. Come on. That's mentality serious. you have to have. I made,
2: yeah. I made a statement recently and it was like, there's going to be two types of people. And people always say that kind of stuff all the time. Oh, there's two types of people. You know what I mean? But like, there is genuinely going to be two types of people that come out of this and you will notice. You'll notice in your friends, your family, your peers, the people you work with, people in the classroom. You're going to see tried to grow as a person who tried to you know expand their their wealth their you know intellectual you know mindset you know that kind of stuff and then you're going to see the people that stay comfortable and i will say this too if if you're comfortable it's a problem mm. you know i mean that's a big problem mm. you know because growth does not come from comfort and i think that, that is doesn't. something that i can attest to completely because i had a rough and i will be honest i had a rough you know a couple years in college especially my freshman year so it's like you know but now looking back I'm like wow if I didn't go through that you know and I and this kind of thing happened to me now how would I respond to it how would I react to it you know what what's my mindset on that because I already went through it you know I I got much farther.
1: I I agree with you on that aspect when I hit rock bottom after my accident and I was sitting in my room with basically the door closed and I really couldn't do much I said well this is rock bottom this is the lowest I could go. And I said, you know what? You got to hit rock bottom to really, to really know, okay, this is, this is, now I'm going to use this as a platform to just.
2: You whoa. Are, you are a Motivate yourself, You're a testament to that. And I'm sure a role model for so many people, including myself, because, you know, everybody thinks that they, they hit their low point. You know what I mean? They, they, I had a game where I scored zero, 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 like that kind of thing. And I was like, wow, this sucks. You know what I mean? But when you realize like you know a somebody else is going through something so much worse than me you know like your situation I would say like there are so many people like tons of people that have never even come close to experiencing anything like that and then to see your mindset now to see where you're at now it's it's truly a testament to exactly what we're saying you know what I mean
1: yeah no I appreciate you saying that it's just that's the goal I'm doing here is just being as genuine Ali as I am and just growing you know like not being the same Ali you met couple years ago like be like oh this man changed yes I changed again I'll I'll repeat the same thing I said last time I leveled up you know what I mean it's like you (laughs) can't tell me I haven't yes I I have changed but not in a bad way like in a good way like my boys from my town still hit me up kids I haven't talked to in years and I'm the same old Ali what's up bro how you been everything good great like it's just keep it moving it's just I don't know and I appreciate you saying that because it's just I want to show that growth and I want to inspire people and I I just want to Make people we'll want to be better because there's always something more we could do, you know, and, and the athletes toughest part is realizing the end, like when this is done, what is next? Exactly. Cause we're all going to end up retiring. Like I said before too, LeBron's going to end up retiring. He needs to have another career or need to at least become a coach. He's got a couple
2: of bucks lined up for him. Do you know
1: what I'm saying? Like he has things lined up for himself, and it's like you notice
0: exactly. You notice that even in his career, he's done so many other things: philanthropy, freaking opening a whole school for kids. You know, he's not just fixed on one aspect, which is sports. He's always versatile and has other businesses that he's done. You know, that's those are kind of role models that like a lot of athletes Mm -hmm. should be taking. But like was talking about during this time period, when you're not by your sport with your coaches, this is the time for growth and, you know, becoming versatile and some things that you've never tried before, you know, stepping out of your shell and doing such stuff. Like, that's just going to improve yourself and your mindset, I
1: feel. And I was an example of it. She just said it her freshman year. She's not the same. She'll probably laugh at her freshman year, self. So, you know, like how much she's, like, grown. <laughs> Look at her eyes.
0: So what would you say – so what would you say so – from at your point right now what would you say to yourself freshman year like what's some what's some advice you would give
2: so if I, like to say to myself but also I will extend this to people that I want to call my kids. anybody that is a high school senior you know somebody who just committed D1 D3 JUCO whatever it is you know what I mean like there's so much learning and understanding you know of what goes into college sports you know what I mean and like I said mental health is like huge for me there's going to be things that you know you don't think your body can do and you're you're going to be running or you're going to be lifting whatever and you're going to have those types of you know struggles and I don't think I can do this your body's not the problem I'll tell you that right now your body's never the problem there's some I can't remember the exact like number but like your body can do so much more than you think your body can do the only thing that's holding you back is right here. Mm,
1: talk to me. Talk to me nice. Yes, sir. It's 100%. 100%. So it's, like,
2: so it's like once you can figure this out and once you can get past, you know, beating yourself, you, you are like skyrocketing past your opponents, your teammates, your, your old self. You know what I mean? Like you're only you know, opening up opportunities for growth. You know what I mean? So like a few tangible things that like you can take away from this are one, develop some skills. And I will say that kind of, it's kind of a vague statement. But what I mean by that is, you know, I was lucky enough to have parents that taught me how to deal with, you know, adversity and I've dealt with racism and, you know, a lot of different things going on. So I had, you know, this toolbox that, you know, If I got sad, I knew what to do. If I got, you know, if I felt happy, I knew what to do. If I felt this, I knew what to do. But when you go to college, it's like completely amplified. Like take any feeling you've ever felt and multiply it like by 10. Because, you know, your happy moments, you're living by yourself, your parents aren't here. You know what I mean? You're in your dorm. You don't have to answer to anybody. You're going to get McDonald's at 2 a.m. You know what I mean? Like You don't have to do whatever you want. That's cool. It's a very unique environment. You know, you're, you're, you're on a hundred, you know what I mean? But then those moments, especially in sports, when things are hard and your body's tired and school is difficult and you don't want to go to class and, you know, you're not getting any playing time and you're on the bench and, you know, you feel like your efforts are, are just ignored. And, you know, you you can get into a extremely dark place, especially if you're on yourself. You know what I mean? So I think that this development of skills, and of, you know, ways that you can, you know, combat these feelings is extremely important because if I would have known, you know, firsthand how important my mental health was my freshman year, oh my God, the player I would have been. And I'm not saying, you know, I, I, don't, I never really have any yeah. progress.
1: But that, that I mean? the player you would have been, but the, the person you are now is yeah. what's huge. The person you become now, It that's the best thing apart that situation. It's it made the you person. who you are now, you know what I mean? The fact that you're – how old are you right now?
2: 21.
1: 21 years old with this mindset, you're not going to tell me you're not going to be successful? Please, no. tell me not. With this no. mindset you have now? You know I me mean? Because they're 21 years old, don't have nowhere near this mindset yet? Exactly. All they think about is just getting the degree, and they don't have a
0: – you know, they don't have a set plan or goals ahead of them. You know, like, that's the mindset you have to
1: have. Goals. I, I always tell this, like, Sal, you may have not been the Division I uh, – basketball play, whatever, but you found a way to not use as an excuse. You don't need to be like, I'm not an athlete, so it is what it is. I'll go to school. Just go to school and leave. Yeah, nah. you no. Know? It's like, no, like, no, 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 go find that. You know, even though I had to retire from baseball, hey, I cried. It is what it is. But it's time to find what's next for me to become better and just grow as a person. And that's what's huge, and I feel that's the main topic of all this. And I, I think that's amazing that point you hit, Lo.
2: No, I think skills, skills are the most like the very first thing you need to do whether that means you know you're going to be like oh i don't know what that even means like how do i how do you get skills how do you how do you go through stuff you know and and find your reactions that you're going to have and it's hard and it's something that's difficult it's it's a difficult conversation because if you've never been through something like that like we you can tie back to what we were talking about before it's hard to understand and it's hard to you know put yourself in that position but with that being said try, try your best to develop skills to like po- positive skills, if that makes sense.
1: Mm-hmm. So when you're
2: in this dark place, you're not drinking and you're not staying in bed all day and you're not doing, mm. you know, self-care. To reading love. Yep. Second thing I will say is find that support system, which is another type of skill that you can mm. have. You know what I mean? And you're going to see, you know, it's, it's, it's hard and I'm sorry to break it to you, but you know, your 15 top friends in high school that you know, think that you're never going to live without, you might talk to five of them in a couple years, you know what I mean, it's like that for me, and I'm completely okay with that now, it kind of hurt at first when I went away for college, and you know, I didn't really talk to my same friends that I grew up with, and I thought would be there forever, you know, I would vouch for, take a bullet for, jump off a bridge for type thing, and then you get to college, and people kind of forget, and they're doing their own thing, you're doing your own thing, and that's no longer your support system, you know what I mean, it's, it's super important to find those people and I can count the people on my hand, you know, including my family, that if I'm in a situation where I need help or I am low or I'm going through something, I know I can call those people and lean on them. You know what I mean? And, you know, take, take my struggles and kind of not unload it on them, but, you know, show them a piece of what I'm feeling so you don't have to go through it alone. Because I think my freshman year, what I thought is, you know, I'm seven hours from home, I'm in this dorm room, you know, it's winter break. It's I'm here because basketball stays in school all year, pretty much. And my roommate isn't here and I'm by myself. And, you know, I'm not going to reach out to somebody because nobody wants to hear my problems. But I was upset and I was sad. And I, I let myself get into this cycle of just feeling sorry for myself and not trying as hard and not trying as hard in school and letting my grades slip. And, you know, my mental health was one of the lowest points it's ever been. And mm. I wish I could tell myself, You know, I wish I could have, A, had the skills, B, had the support system. And the third thing I'm going to talk about is reaching out for that support. You know what I mean? Not being afraid to reach out, not being afraid to go to therapy, not being afraid to have the conversation with my coach and knock on my coach's office and say, hey, just letting you know, you know, I've been having some really, really bad thoughts. And when I get to practice and you're screaming at my face, you know what I mean? I might be having a little bit of a harder time than the next person. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that transparency and that relationship that I was able to have with my coach my senior year and that relationship, you know, I had a pretty good relationship with my coach before that, but I'm saying like specifically my senior year, having a relationship with my coach and with my family and with the people around me and being able to reach out for that support and making yourself vulnerable makes the biggest difference.
1: Yeah,
0: big shout-out shout to Coach Ange, for real. It, like, being it, able to connect uh, with you guys as players, plus
1: people, and then players. You know, yeah. that's amazing. It, the fact that you say that is huge because I was watching the Kevin Hart uh, with Joe Rogan podcast, and one thing he said was he was talking to Chase, and Chase was like, oh, we're going to send um, you know, Chase representatives to talk to the kids about financial stuff. And Kevin Hart goes, no. You need to send people that have been from that community. Yeah. that they can understand that they can listen to yeah. because it's like one again it's like saying like this is what i did if you don't want to do it that's on you it's cool but this is what worked for me right. and it's a lot easier to understand that and i think there's one thing that clicked in my head like that's so true you know like here you have people from here from communities which we're not big time we're nowhere near a big time podcast but oh, if you can listen to this this could help you long term like this could change your whole life just oh that click like oh man I should actually a little more that's
2: why I try so hard to just to to talk to anybody you know when we have when we have recruits you know my coaches are like oh you want to go to lunch with them you want to meet with their family you want to spend free time with them and sometimes I'm like geez like why are you always asking me but you're asking me because you can see that you know I'm not gonna let somebody come into this trap and not know what they're getting into and I'm sorry I call it a trap because Division one athletics, is. I'm not going to say it's a trap, but it's a very interesting situation that they do not let you in on all of the little things of the business. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I wish that I had somebody on one of my, I had a pretty good visit, but I'm saying, I know a lot of people that go on these visits, these college visits, and they're like, oh my gosh, I made a D1. I, you know, I'm getting recruited and they're not looking. This is, this can be my fourth tip on your visits. You know, you're not looking at, you're, you're looking at the aesthetics and you know the courts and the, the looks
0: and yeah
2: kind of stuff and you're Not like the reality yeah, you know I can see myself in that uniform with that those colors you know on the court you know that kind of stuff is what people are thinking about you know the education of course is important but look at your coaching staff look at the team look at you know ask for about their outlets for mental health and I know that that might be a hard question for some people to ask but it's so important ask your coach what their feelings are on mental health and how they can, you know, how they combat, you know, a really long season and that kind of stuff. And, you know, ask these important questions that, you know, if you want to ask them one-on-one, that's your thing, or But having that talk with a player or somebody and try to get that transparency to really understand that program, understand your coach and understand if, you know, if you're having a hard time like I had a hard time, if you're going to be able to reach out and have that support mm. system, be able to have that person be there for you. Because if you can't, might have some problems and that's Mm -hmm. when you result that's when you get the results of you know transferring quitting dropping out of college you know that kind of stuff and if you make it division one you're in that one percent already you know what I mean so you got to do everything you can you're already different you already get you got to do everything you can to stay successful you know stay alive you know exactly exactly, because it's tough and that's a tip
0: I feel like that's a tip that goes for anybody not even just athletics like any student like you have to look for a college that suits you ahead of your future, like that sets your future up basically. You're not just looking there, you know, just to one for the aesthetics, as you were saying, just for the looks, like this is such a beautiful campus. I want to go here. You have to look into the details. Like one is their programs good, wherever major mm-hmm. you're in. So like for me, business, is it a good business school? Two, am I going to benefit anything that I learned from and it into my major accounting and You know, that's what people have to educate themselves as well. You know, it's not about the drinking and the partying. It's about getting the education and having that mindset that I have established a future and having a job in the future. Just
1: staying true to yourself and staying to your lane. Like, don't change yourself. Listen, Grow up and upgrade. Mm -hmm. The same way you upgrade your phone, upgrade yourself. Yeah, Yeah, buckle up. Like, what's up? This is who I am. I'm not not, not
2: putting putting down uh, at all the fact that you might want to go to school because it's gorgeous, and you know what I mean. Like, of course not. Of course kind of not. That has the atmosphere. That kind of stuff is important too, because of course. You know, I think that our school might lack a little bit of, you know, that kind of aesthetic, which exactly. would not be. But I'm saying the you know, the most important thing, like on the top of the list, you it should be on the top of the list, is these kind of schools that have these resources. Just, you, know, you know what I mean? Exactly.
1: Imagine, imagine me going to a school like, let's say, like Dartmouth. I could barely pronounce the name. You know, I had, I had kid who, I don't even know what college is going to a school like that with all these probably people who probably parents have been in that spot I'm most likely gonna really really lose myself and fail really easily fail but if I go to FDU where I'm the first generation college student where there's a lot of first generation college students where there's a lot of people that are diversified and are yeah. trying this thing like college hey you fit in but I know that my sister hopefully with what she's learned from me, I could set her up for a little better and a little better and prepare her and exactly. grow her. And that's just the mm-hmm. point of it all is just every day. By example. Mm-hmm. example. I don't know. Really? I think that's, that's I'm such really a huge thing. That. Oh, and that, that was amazing though. And all that advice you've given, I mean, man, 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 I just thank you for even being, for being on the show and just.
2: Of course, I'm so excited to be here and to be able to speak to anybody that's listening and, you know, share some of my story because if. If there's anything I can say, it's, you know, talk to people and get advice from people who have lived in the shoes that you're trying to fill, because those are the ones that are going to give you, you know, the honest and transparent opinion. You know what I mean? 100%. 100%. I feel like
0: this episode, like, you know, it's not, we're not just focused, this whole point of this podcast, again, it's not, we're not focusing for the drama, the entertainment, we're, you know, we're here for the information, the education, to educate viewers and learn about, you know, the stories from our guests. Your story, of course, was inspiring, motivating. And on top of it, we had to address, you know, current issues of today. We have to. We can't go silent on yeah. it. We have to, you know, and that's the, pe- the thing that people need to understand, and especially with social media, is that this certain issue is not a political issue. This is a human rights issue. And that needs to be a stepping stone for a lot of people when it comes to talking about it. So again, I applaud you for being
1: here And another thing is, I thank you for just not making this Kind of like an interviewee type of thing You know, like you really express yourself And it's a a lot easier It's a lot easier to have a conversation about growth And about hardships And about failures When you have someone who's opened up and said This is what I've been through, this is what I've done To get away from that And Oh my god, you're such a good public speaker For such a quiet person Wow, you really killed it you are amazing, Thank you. Lauren.
2: Thanks for having me, seriously. I love it. For sure. Oh,
1: my God. We'll definitely have you back on. Trust me, this is just an introduction of you, so mm-hmm. that was amazing. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. This was the final two. Pleasure to have
0: you again, love. Peace.